I want to turn our attention to today's topic. This is our second to last Wednesday Campus Live event. We're wrapping up the school year, um, believe it or not. I know this has felt like, uh, what's the joke? Today is March the 97th or something like that. Um, but nevertheless, this is the end of our academic year. Actually, this week marks the end of the academic week for many of our students. There are some AP exams over the next uh, few uh, next week and beyond. But for our middle school students and for any students that don't have AP exams, uh, Friday is the last day of assignments. And then um, students get them in by Friday. They're done for the year. Um, but the deadline is next week for the rest of the, of the assignment. So we're wrapping up the academic year and um, sending you forth into your summer. I'm a little sad that some of the traditions that are so valuable to TMI didn't get to take place this year. We're figuring out ways to do some of them virtually. Uh, one of the most fun days, almost said funnest, one of the most fun days on our campus is the middle school science challenge. And we weren't able to do that event. It's a full day of different events that the middle schoolers compete in. But uh, Miss Kate Falk, middle school science teacher, was able to get that event virtually and asked her students to submit some videos. So I'm going to start our uh, our campus live today with a video from Miss Falk's Science Challenge and the middle school students. So enjoy the middle school science challenge video. Well, congrats again to all of our middle school students on their science challenge. Um, appreciate uh, all your help, middle school. And Miss Falk, thanks for the great work you did to encourage that. Uh, and glad we could share that video with you. I have two um, special guests on our campus live today that I want to introduce you to. One, Rob Friedrich, who is in his 20th year at TMI in the science department, served in a variety of functions within the science department, a dorm parent, um, and is currently the chair of the science department. And then Justin Kucherowski, our dean of innovation. I'm going to start with Mr. Friedrich. He's on the call. Rob, tell everybody a little bit um, this focus of this call is about the Innovation Center, the Walker Innovation Center, and broader about innovation and design. And so uh, tell us why innovation and design is really a spoke for the entire campus, not just STEM, not just science, not just robotics. What, what is innovation and design and why is it a spoke for the entire campus? Yeah, uh, thanks a lot, Scott. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of years ago when we started thinking about kind of layering onto what we already do in innovation and design program, um, we really started asking, you know, what is it that our kids need? What is it they want um, when they come to TMI? We know we have exceptional kids that come here. Um, we know those kids have a lot of different passions. Some of them are interested in art. Some of them are interested in, in business, science, literature, um, engineering. You know, it's, it's a whole wide range, right? Um, and those kids need an opportunity um, to pursue those individual passions, to do something kind of, you know, beyond just what they do in the classroom, um, to take that foundation from the classroom and then really express themselves. Um, we also know that our kids are going to go on, they're really likely to go on to challenging colleges, right? Um, and, and really challenging careers. Uh, you know, I think it's safe to say we have this expectation that our students are going to be a really important part of whatever community that they're in. Um, we don't think that they're going to be people that, that shy away from being part of their community. Um, and so we, we really wanted to find a program that took what we do, the foundation of what we do, um, and expanded upon it and provided that challenge, um, provided kids a way to stand out from the crowd, um, provided them a way to explore their passions. And you know, an, an innovation and design program, if you look at what it's based on, how it's founded, uh, it's based on collaboration, it's based on community. It's based basically on, on the same ethical principles that fit for us 
um, as an Episcopal school, right? So, you know, it, in some sense, it's not fully new because of, of the foundations that it comes from. Um, and so, you know, we look further for our kids and we think about like the landscape of careers they're going to have. Um, and we know there's no cookie cutter, like sort of exactly what every kid needs, what every kid is going to do. Um, I would, I would say, Scott, like right now, the, the thing we're facing as a society and as a world right now is a really good example um, of why we need something like innovation and design. We're seeing, uh, we're seeing such tremendous disruption to all parts of our society. And if you are someone that works at the food bank or the zoo, or if you, um, if you work for a law firm, um, a tech company, it doesn't matter. You're being challenged with these, these problems that nobody's had to define before. And you're being asked, you know, how do we, as a community, as a society, how do we make our lives better for everybody? Um, and innovation and design, you know, really what it does is it lets kids tackle real world problems, real things that they're passionate about. And it shows them, uh, you know, like a pattern, a skill set, a toolbox for how you really tackle those things. It is no accident that there are creative people out there that are helping solve the problems we're seeing today. It's those people had a strong, solid foundation in education, the kind of education that we give, but they also are people that have developed that kind of creative tool set. Um, and you know, I'll just tell you what is exciting to me about the Walker Center, the, the Innovation Center. Um, you can, like, I can teach science in my kitchen. I've literally discovered that over the last, like, couple of weeks. Um, and, and you can make amazing art with sidewalk chalk. I'm sure people can do that. I've seen it. But if you give an artist, like, a full studio, if you give a kid a complete fab lab, if you give a design studio, a broadcast studio, you know, if, if that's available to our students, um, then, you know, it doesn't matter what their passion is. They can, they can really realize that. So um, that's, to me, what makes it so exciting. Great. Wonderful, Rob. One of the things that excites me about being part of this is for a school like TMI, a 127-year-old school, it's tradition meets innovation. What a cool combination. When you can hold on to your 127-year values of wisdom, integrity, service, excellence, reverence, you can be value-driven, value-based, and innovate and grow forward. What a cool, cool combination. Um, good stuff. Thank you, Rob. So I want to turn it over to Justin for a minute. Justin is new to our community. Rob's in his 20th year. Justin's finishing his first. Justin is our Dean of Innovation. He gets the pleasure of uh, living into the Walker Innovation Center. So I want Justin to introduce himself to you and the community. And then Justin, tell us a little bit about the innovation and design courses that you held this year and some of the things to what Rob was speaking about that played out in your classroom last year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you, Father John, and everyone else for having me. Um, so I know some of you, a lot of you I don't, <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and introduce myself and let you know where, where, kind of where I come from. So my name's Justin Kucherowski. Uh, I'm from Tyler, Texas, East Texas. Uh, right outside of high school, I played guitar in a Christian rock band, check that as you will. Uh, I ended up in Fayetteville, Arkansas, where I studied computer information systems at the University of Arkansas. Uh, after that, myself and a friend uh, saw that there was a bit of a hole in the Northwest Arkansas educational system for STEM. And not just STEM, but STEM in a way that kids could really get into. So we started a program for middle uh, school age students after school and during summer where we taught them how to code in Java uh, by playing the video game Minecraft. It's still going strong today. It's in Fayetteville, Arkansas. It's called Nerdies. It's awesome. Um, I left there to come down to or back to Tyler, Texas, where I ended up uh, working at All Saints for three years as the Dean of Innovation there. I helped 
then build their innovation center. Uh, and now I find myself in uh, lovely San Antonio at an absolutely amazing TMI. So in a nutshell, that's who I am. Uh, but what I really want to talk to you guys about today is innovation and design and what we've been doing here at TMI in this space uh, over the last year. So I teach two different programs, one for eighth grade, one for upper school. And I could go into the logistics of it. I could talk to about design thinking. I could give you all the details. But what I really want to emphasize is the projects that have come out of uh, these programs. Um, so what innovation and design as a program, what we do during the year, uh, during the, the uh, fall semester, we do a personal project. So it's basically just anything you want to do, something cool, something fun. That's just for them to learn the design thinking process. Uh, the spring semester is more about a community project. So they actually have to go out into the community, uh, find a church, find a nonprofit organization, find a business that has a problem, and then use their design thinking skills to solve that problem. Uh, a really good example of this is an eighth grader named Jay Perry, who got in contact with uh, Goodwill here in San Antonio, and he actually helped build their new call center. So he was involved in logistics, he was involved in planning, he was involved in PR, he was involved in project management. And that call center is going to bring 300 new jobs to San Antonio, which is ridiculous to think about, right? That an eighth grader is able to bring 300 new jobs into San Antonio in one semester. Yeah, he gets a grade for it, but he also felt pretty awesome about himself afterwards. Um, another really good example is an upper school student named Matthew Weiss. Uh, so what Matthew did, see, he, he works a part-time job at Domino's Pizza. And uh, he noticed that there was a problem with the website. It wasn't intuitive enough. And so he went in, he actually changed the look of it uh, to be a little bit more reflective of what the pizzas actually look like instead of, uh, you know, you can see the sizes instead of just one size on the interface. And now Domino's HQ is actually looking at it to possibly uh, put some of his changes onto their website. So if you see the Domino's website change anytime soon, it might be because of the Matthew. Um, and that's just a couple of, uh, of, of, of things that, that, that have come out of uh, this robotics lab that we're in right now, this, uh, this 30 year old barracks, uh, limited in resources, but uh, with the students' imagination, they've done great things with it so far, amazing things with it. And so now you are getting to live into a new space, the Walker Innovation Center. So uh, in a minute, we're gonna take them on a virtual tour um, of that space or a video tour of that space. What are you most looking forward to? As Rob said, you give an artist uh, a paintbrush and a piece of paper and they'll create art. You give them a whole studio and it opens up a whole bunch of possibilities. What are you most excited about for our students in this new space? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it's just that, it's the resources. Um, there's gonna be so many things. So just to give you kind of like an audio tour of it before you see the visual. Um, once you walk in, there's going to be a fabrication space. And this fabrication space is going to be pretty cutting edge, but it's also going to have a lot of tools that, that um, would be very recognizable to the average Joe. You know, we're talking about chop saws and table saws and drill presses, but we're also going to have a farm of 3D printers. Um, we're going to have a laser cutter and engraver. We're going to have a CNC router. 
And there's so many things that you can do with that space, not just STEM related, like Rob was talking about, uh, say like the wonderful Miss Scotty, she can bring her theater department in there and they could use the laser cutter engraver and the router to make set pieces for their play. Um, off the side of our fab lab, our makerspace, uh, we have our broadcast studio, which will have a sound booth inside of it, a place where you can stand in front of a green screen, maybe make your own YouTube channel. Um, and it's not just podcasts and YouTube channels, but let's say the choir wants to come in and they want to record something that they've been working on. Uh, they can absolutely do that. We have a band maybe here, like a rock band uh, that the students start. They can come in and record their first EP, their new EP, whatever. Uh, so stuff like that. And then going into our uh, VR and AR lab, which is our virtual reality and augmented reality lab, um, is very unique, especially for a lot of schools. I suspect because of the way that we're doing it, um, we're trying to get 24 Z-Space laptops. Now, what these are, they look just like regular laptops, but you put goggles on, and all of a sudden, you are walking in the ancient streets of Rome. You're looking at uh, mitosis and meiosis uh, right in the center of it. You're um, experiencing all these things in real time virtually. Um, what most campuses have is just one computer where one student can sit there, play on it, and everyone else has to kind of look. With this, everyone can participate, up to 24 students. Um, our uh, funding spot option actually for our star scale up was trying to build up enough money, uh, $75,000, to get 24 of these units. So far, we've got around $15,000, I think, and that covers around 17. Uh, so we're definitely looking for more. Uh, and if you feel like donating, please talk to the UTMI uh, development office. Uh, so off of that, once you get out of the makerspace, there's the idea labs, basically these really big classrooms. Uh, where you can collaborate, you can go in, you can talk with fellow students from middle school all the way up to upper school. And not only the students are collaborating, but the uh, faculty as well. And that's where this really comes in. It's, it's making sure that the faculty and the students are all collaborating in one big space, which is uh, kind of the point of this whole thing. It's bringing people together. But I mean, I can sit here and talk about it all day long, Father Scott. Uh, can actually show you what it looks like. So I wanted you to have that um, that audio um, picture, audio uh, version, so that when I show you the tour right now, you get a sense of it. So Stephanie's going to press play on a tour I gave, uh, I'm give, I did last week, and here is a video walkthrough of the Walker Innovation Center. Hey guys, Father Scott here, the Walker Innovation Center behind me. Uh, I'm going to take you on a tour of it, show you around. Here we go. Let's go. Here's the outside of the building. The roof is going on as we speak. Let's walk on in. Here's the front entrance. We're walking in the front door, walking right into the fabrication lab. We're almost 3,000 square foot of uh, fab lab. Have 3D printers, laser cutters, welders, every tool you can imagine and more. 3,000 square feet of just open space for our students to work and create and design. A mezzanine area up above for us to drop cool stuff off of and see what happens. This is the Fab Lab. Walking from the Fab Lab, we're walking into the robotics room. Here's almost 1,100 square foot just for the robotics team to build and create and to work. 
Over here on the side of the Fab Lab is two classrooms. One of them is an AR VR lab, augmented reality and virtual reality. And on the other side of this wall would be a broadcast studio. So being able to do new podcasts, filming, recording, music, composing, and more. This is the Fab Lab, the AR VR lab, and the broadcast studio. And then finally on this side of the building, two great rooms called Idea Labs, classrooms, design spaces, just to think and create classrooms to be used for whatever we decide to use them for, and then uh, Idea Spaces as well. They both open up as well with modular walls so that can be one enormous space or two individual classrooms. Both these classrooms feed off into this large porch area where students can come and extend their work out onto this really cool porch, which overlooks the football field for some tailgating and alumni events. And then off of the edge of this porch is a really cool terrace, which will be built for more social events, more students to work during the day, a really cool space. This porch is enormous and really fun and feeds right back in to these really cool spaces. So there it is, the Walker Innovation Center opening in the fall of 2020, just in time for the new school year. It's gonna be awesome. Can't wait to show it to you in person. Go Panthers. Awesome, Stephanie's got a couple of photos there to give you some um, context of what the outside of the building will look like. There you can see the uh, football lights in the left side in the distance. Um, this is sitting right next to our chapel. Um, that's a rendering of what the exterior of the Walker Innovation Center will look like. And then there's kind of an aerial shot with a nice labyrinth in front of it. There's the chapel on the left and Coates Hall, or um, excuse me, Ayers Hall on the right um, where the refectory is. So that's uh, give you a sense of where that building sits in uh, relationship to the rest of the building, uh, rest of the campus. And it looks a lot different today than even in that video, which is a, about a week old. So the roof is now completely on. And in the next two weeks, it'll have walls. And um, then it's going to be really exciting. Um, so off it's going and, um, and good things ahead. So Rob and Justin, thank you. I just want to reiterate as um, some of the things that they talked about when, when we talk to business owners, many of you own businesses, work for companies, and when I ask folks who are hiring right now, um, what is it you're looking for in your future employees? The answer is, we need collaborative people who are innovative, who know how to problem solve, who are critical thinkers. Well, if those are the um, core competencies of uh, a new employee out of college today, then we should be creating that same type of human being at our at, at sixth to twelfth grade, and the Walker Innovation Center is a great place for us to point and say, "Look, we're we're not just preparing kids for college. We're not even just preparing them for life. We're preparing for them to change the communities in which they serve. They're going to be the innovative, competent, problem-solving, critical thinking folks in any community they find themselves in." And we can point back to what began through our design thinking, innovation, and design in the Walker Center as a place where it all began. So I'm excited about the future. Of our, um, of our community and the work that will begin in that place, the dreams that will come true, the patents that will happen, the businesses that will be inspired, the things that will begin in the Walker Innovation Center, the truly the sky's the limit and the dreams uh, will come true in that space. So that's wrapping up our conversation on IND. Thanks again to Justin and Rob for their time. Congratulations, Justin, to what your students have accomplished and will continue to accomplish um, on our campus and beyond. I want to put a plug for a few events that are rounding out our school year. Uh, we still have uh, Campus Live on Sunday evening at 8. A um, little devotion to wrap up your weekend and begin your week. And then next Wednesday, 
May 20th is our final Campus Live event at 3 p.m. We'll be wrapping up the school year and celebrating some folks. It'll be some surprises as well. Um, I also want to tell you about two virtual events. You'll see these coming in email. We have a virtual uh, eighth grade promotion ceremony for our eighth grade graduates heading into high school. That's coming your way later in the week via email. And then we continue to find ways to celebrate our seniors. Um, I, I have told our seniors that I'm committed to an in-person graduation in due time whenever uh, the stars align and we're allowed to do that on campus or off. But we will have an in-person graduation at some point. But until then, we'll honor our seniors in other ways, including um, a senior celebration uh, this uh, Friday, um, May 15th. So some virtual events coming your way over the next couple of days as well. I want to say one thing as we wrap up our time together. I'm starting to get more and more requests from you parents um, about what does next year look like? Um, what does school look like in August? How are we going to begin the school year? Um, and while I don't have a plan for how we'll begin, because there's so many factors that influence that plan, including government regulations, county regulations, city regulations, there's so much still to be um, that we're not in control of. It would be um, not smart for me to say, here is the plan. Let's go back to being innovative and flexible and ready to, to shift and move. What I damn doing is planning. So we have lots of planning going on, even though we don't have a plan. And so I understand everyone's unease about what does August look like. I share in that unease. What I can tell you is that we'll be ready. We'll be ready to continue to deliver on who TMI is, a strong academic community with strong character uh, kids and a Christ-centered environment. I, I am confident that whatever school looks like in August, we will deliver on those promises. I'm committed to our value proposition, which is that we raise great human beings. And we will do that no matter what the environment throws at us because we are a collaborative, innovative, critical thinking, problem-solving community, starting with our board, all the way through our administration and down to our students. And so I'm confident that we'll continue to raise great human beings no matter what August looks like. With that, I wanna thank you for your time today. Thanks for joining us for Campus Live on this um, May the 94th. And I look forward to seeing you guys really soon. I miss you all and can't wait to see you in person on our campus real soon. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you soon. Go Panthers.